Welcome to the Yanagita Podcast Show, episode 20. 20, 20, 20. You know, I want to just thank you for listening and tuning in and watching. And we're going to be moving most of our content on the YouTube. So look out on YouTube, Yanagita Podcast on YouTube. Serene is cooking up some great stuff, making some behind the scene clips, some little highlight clips. And of course, the full podcast will be out there as well. And I, I just got to say, I feel really fortunate before getting into it. To have someone as smart and technical as Serene, <laughs> because I, it makes my life easier. I just have to show up and, and, and speak. So thank you, Serene. So yeah, Great Serene is behind the scenes. She's our <laughs> podcast director at the ripe age of 19. Dang, teenager, man, <laughs> getting after it. So, so weird. Okay. Hoping me with 20 episodes. Got it. So, what we got today, Serene? Okay, so we got some questions from you guys. Mm. Uh, also, if you have more questions for us, send it to us in our Gmail. It's always in the description below, so you can check us out. So, first questions from Asia. Asia. Okay. Panda. Would you compete at IBJJF? What is IBJJF? IBJJF, <laughs> good that? question. For everybody asking, it means the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. Oh, that's crazy. So would I ever compete at IBJJF? The answer is yes. I have competed twice at IBJJF. Oh, when did you compete? I've done my first one, 2014. It was in Long Beach, the World Championships. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah, it was a great experience. Everything was new. And it is completely different experience in competing locally or even mm. in the state. Can imagine. Um, just the pressure and the amount of people in the audience is just, is just crazy. Um, you, you, might, you might see like a couple dozen people at like a local event. You'll see hundreds of people, and especially like it's great wow. seeing your 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 idols in jujitsu or any sport really, right? And it's pretty cool, pretty good experience. And honestly, that time I let the pressure and the environment get the best of me, and I felt a little bit stiff being my first uh, international uh, IBJJF event. When did you compete? Like when? This was, was this like high school. Uh, like two thousand fourteen. So right after I dropped out of college. Oh. oh. Yes, right after I dropped out of college oh. and I just finished my trade school and I just loved training. I just kept training and training and training. Mm -hmm. And that was my first one. My second one was in Seattle. I did IBJJF uh, Seattle Open. I think it was that same year or the year after. And great experience as well too. It was in, I think it was in Spokane, Washington. But it was no, I can't remember exactly what place. If we look it up, we can figure that out. But yeah, it was in Seattle, and we were living there for a little bit with oh. my fiance, girlfriend at the time, and she had just finished college, and yeah, we were just training with the I think it was a Carlson, Carlson Gracie team, Marcelo Alonso. Shout out, thank you guys. There were some animals over there. Holy, Damn. just attack. That's their model. Attack. attack. Carlson Gracie, just attack. The best defense is offense. And I'm like, you know uh, what? Let's get it. I, oh. I, I dig it. I dig that 
type of grappling because in wrestling it's very similar. Mm. You're just attacking in wrestling. And I wrestled in high school and yeah, it was pretty cool. Everyone's just attacking. <laughs> Attack. So that's a really good question. I, I definitely do want to compete in the IDJJFs again in the big leagues just to mm. get more experience in martial arts in general. To me, it's a way to get the truth. The truth. Truth. Uh, that's what all martial arts, I believe, started out as. Uh, the truth. Because the word martial, meaning war or combat and art, the art of war, it was to not only to win wars and fights, but to find out what truly works. Right? Uh, if in war, if a technique doesn't work in war, they're going to get rid of it. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, obviously, we're not using it for martial, uh, martial. We're not using it for war, <laughs> but uh, you know, we're using it as a competition amongst each other with obviously rule sets. Mm -hmm. And it's it's such an interesting situation where you can truly test it out, like like boxing and kickboxing. You know, there's no denying that the person won if it's KO or if it's in grappling. If somebody outmaneuvered you or tapped you out or submitted you it's just you just know and i think that's the beauty of martial arts and we could go to a whole topic of like what martial mm -hmm. arts and stuff like that but hopefully that answered the question i definitely want to compete again the idjjf and this time would be the first time as a purple belt so can yeah, any age group question. go in that? Like, any age group. Yep. They have um, really? kids. I think they're oh. as young as like six years old nowadays. <laughs> and as old as they have like masters and masters five and six. I think that's like 50s, almost 60 years old crews. So yeah, you can go wow. from six to six D. So yeah, pretty good to go. That's your jiu oh, That's, well, that's interesting. As a yeah. person that doesn't know anything about jujitsu, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm trying to add some context. Okay. Our next question is from our own Alan. What's your favorite memory of this journey since Yanagita or starting Yanagita Fitness? Dang. Favorite memory of this journey since starting Yanagita Fitness. Oh, man. There's a lot of memories. I like all the good and the bad. What is your number one? Top would have to be... You know, you would think it's like a big event. You would think it's like when we did our grand opening. I don't think so. Or you, you, some people might be thinking it's our anniversaries, mm. the gym, or some, you know, really fun thing. But yeah. honestly, one of the favorite memories is actually just during this whole COVID situation. Oh. There, <clears throat> there was a night that we were teaching online classes mm -hmm. when we were shut down physically. And... We had a few of our coaches. We had, I believe it was Alan, Shannon, Tyler. And I think just a few of them just hang, just kind of talking after mm -hmm. the class that they led. And I was over here. I was in that conversation too. And then I, I just left to use the restroom. And when I was walking back, I just felt so much good energy fun energy some positive some laughs right laughter is always a good sign yeah. and 
I, instead of walking back into the room, I just sat right outside and stuck a foam roller under my back and started foam rolling. So foam roller, I just started stretching my back out, digging out some knots. And it was such a great moment just hearing everybody laugh and have a good time when this was April or May when the COVID pandemic mm. was at its peak of everyone's really freaking out. Yeah. And we were just having a good time. And I really wanted to remember that to the point where I almost started uh, tearing up just how, how grateful I felt to have a team and people in our circle, in our community that work out that show up, that teach, that lead, that do all these different things. And I would say so far, that was probably one of the most memorable. Maybe it's because it's the most recent, yeah. but of course there's a bunch of other memories too. The anniversary, the four year anniversary was epic. Um, Shannon and everybody really did a great job setting up the event, mm -hmm. making it what he did a great job being an MC. Um, members are having fun and this was right when COVID just about to shut down we shut down a week after so oh. even during that time that was a great event um, the expansion when we had a bunch of people come in and we were staying up till like midnight I was here till 1 a.m. Um, dusting off and cleaning up and oh. mopping and then I'd be back at 5 a.m. And it was just a grind and, you know, the people with us during that time and, and just grinding out too. Um, those kind of memories I'll always remember. And of course, like when it's happening, you just, it's all a blur sometimes. It's like, wait, yeah. what is, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Just passes right by. Yeah. So your favorite memories are like basically when other people are like happy and stuff and then you just turn like thankful yeah i'd say that yeah well that's good when other people are having a good time mm -hmm. yeah that makes me pretty happy i feel fulfilled i i would say okay. fulfilled yeah it's a good one it's a good question it's a good question dang okay our next question is from malie malie shout out okay we all have days off slash challenges in our lives where we want to stop exercising. What advice do you have for others or what motivates you to keep working out and continuing to live a healthy lifestyle? Hmm. That's a really good question because we all have those days where we don't feel like doing something when maybe we don't feel like working out maybe we don't feel like showing up we're not feeling our best maybe we only had four hours of sleep maybe we had a rough night a fight in the family a hard day mm -hmm. maybe someone said things to us maybe we're just judging ourselves harshly that day mm -hmm. Maybe it's physically, mentally, work, family, whatever it is. I have those days too. And there are days where it's dark. 
there's doubt, there's anxiety building up in my chest, a little bit of depression. And I remember, I can't remember who told me this, but there's only two things that we can do. We can give up or we can get up. Wow. And I don't want to give up. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to just stay on the ground, knocked down forever. And just getting up and just going. Even if it's just going through the motions, just, just show up and go through the motions. Because chances are we'll feel better. Chances are we'll feel better after a workout, even if we just show up and go through the motions. 15, 20 minutes into the workout, we warmed up, we were starting a workout, blood starts pumping, oxygen starts going, we start breathing deeper, endorphins and dopamine shoots up, our brain feels good. So even on those days that we don't feel like working out because the alternative to getting better and getting healthier is going backwards. Because I know in my brain there is no such thing as you hit a peak of you hit a peak of health and you can say, yeah, because I hit this level of health and fitness, I don't have to work out for the rest of my life. Oh, okay. right? There is no sense. such thing, right? So you're either growing or you're gonna decay. Mm, and sense. the longer I choose to decay, because I've been down that road of decaying addicted to drugs and other bad things mm -hmm. and falling off the path, the path of achieving and pursuing our goals and dreams. And I gave up on myself and I gave up on my dreams. And, and that, that route is never a good route. So yeah, as soon as you, as soon as I feel that personally now, I will just show up anyway. It's now, if I'm feeling really burned mm -hmm. or tired, the second or third day after just showing up and going through the motions, if on that second or third day, usually third day, if I feel really burned that day, I will either just do a lighter workout for work. For working out, I would just do a lighter workout. Now, if it's for work, if it's the third day now, mm -hmm. third or fourth day, just feeling burned. I may take little shorter breaks here and there, or I may just leave an hour earlier or do something. Eat something good, right? Because the tendency when we feel junk is to eat junk, mm -hmm. right? Because we think, oh, we're feeling junk and, you know, let me eat that, uh, let me eat that ice cream. You know, and that actually makes us feel worse the next day, you know, inflammation and, you know, we get addicted. And so I would say the thought process and the mindset that we can only grow or decay because there is no middle ground. There's no such thing as we're going to just maintain our health yeah. every time we work out and eat something or decide to not work out and eat something bad our body is either slowly going up or slowly going down. And it's not a major one big thing because you can't eat eight cups of vegetables in one day and expect to have great health. Mm -hmm. 
same as we can't expect to have a four hour workout and just have, you know, big muscles. And, and so it's that gradual process. And somebody tied this really well to me about brushing our teeth, right? We don't just do two big cleanings at the dentist mm -hmm. and we just say, you know what? Because I went to a dentist, I don't need to brush my teeth now for oh, six okay. months, right? So it's very similar to that where it's just, you got to do it anyway. Yeah. Even on the days we're so tired, you don't want to brush your teeth. We're half asleep. We still show up. We still stand up in front of that mirror, brush our teeth. So it's just getting it done. And that's the hardest thing because for me, I'm an energy guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And motivation is really good, right? Because it's figuring out like, what your motive is. And it's yeah. not like the just raw, raw energy. It's really figuring out what is your motive, motivation, motive for action. What's your motive for acting, action? And and sometimes we forget. Yeah. Sometimes we hit a rough patch, dark patch. And when we are in that path, it's easy to want to feel like giving up. So if you're listening to this and you feel like you're having a hard time maybe with work or family or any aspect of your life and you feel like you've been preying on it maybe you've been so you mentioned how every time like in the podcast you always mentioned how you went through like a tough patch with your drugs and such like that right so what would be your advice to people going through that same like process and what did you go through when you went through that Hmm. Excellent question. You know, honestly, part of it I remember and I don't remember because hmm. when your brain is on different things, it's hard to oh, remember man. some stuff. But I do remember the feeling of wanting to quit dozens of times. I remember telling myself, this is the last time I'm getting high. Boom. Next morning, boom, I'm high again. And every time we break the promise we make to ourselves, our self esteem goes down. Yeah, you like feel like you're in more deeper, deeper slump at mm -hmm. the same time. Yeah, every time we break the promises we make to ourselves, it just goes downward and downward and downward to the point where I was trying to quit. Probably, I told myself I was going to quit every day for maybe six months. Wow. That I don't want this anymore. I don't want to be controlled by this anymore. I don't want to have that feeling of like, that I have to take this, you know? And if you're listening and either you or someone you know has been addicted to something, you can relate that the effect that it has on other people is also a big reason why I wanted to quit because I was unmotivated. I was definitely not disciplined at all. Mm -hmm. I would not do the things that I would say I would do. Simple things such as taking out garbage washing dishes, simple, simple things. I wouldn't follow through in what I said. So 
what does that say about me at that time, right? I didn't follow through. I didn't have integrity in what I said. And that made me feel worse. And because I would feel depressed, I would want to get high and feel happy, mm. fake happy, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Chasing temporary pleasure. And that's the path of the easy route, right? The easy route in Japanese. So you, you can take the easy route or the challenging, untaken path mm -hmm. of the warriors, right? But it's scary. I was chasing pleasure all the time, trying to play video games. I was addicted to playing video games every day, probably until two, three in the morning. And I was oh. high at the same time. So you imagine the amount of dopamine and the mm -hmm. fake, the amount of fake happiness that I felt at the age of 19 and 20 was really bad. And because you have so much fake happiness or fake pleasure that everyday life seems like a challenge. Wow. Everyday life seems yeah. monotonous. Mm -hmm. Even if it was good things, like things with, like for instance, my dog or things with my family, things that for someone who's not addicted would be something that's really good. Like, man, this is really great. But because I was always in that pleasure state and always high and playing video games and attracted to all those flashy lights and everything, that things in real life and reality that were good were not good to me. Mm. And so that yeah. brought down everybody else. Why aren't you happy? You know, why aren't you excited that this is good news for all of us? Why aren't you excited more about it? And I just couldn't do it. And I didn't know why. And I was mad at myself. I hated myself at that period. And going to the second part question of what did I do was I really needed to just talk to somebody who has been through that route. Mm -hmm. And I talked to some people. And, and the worst thing is sometimes your inner circle has to change. Yeah. Because the yeah. friends that I would hang out with at time were the friends that would tell me, you know what, it's okay, take it easy, relax, life ain't that, you know, serious, yeah. just go with the flow, mm. you know? You don't wanna go with the flow, you wanna go against the flow yeah. and do what 95% don't wanna do. But that's the advice I'd hear from my inner circle. Just relax, bro, you know, this, I mean, crazy stuff that we might not even think is serious, this ain't the mainland, bro relax and take wow. this hit, you know, and, and just all these things. And that was one of the hardest things was to change inner circles because emotionally I was attached to my friends and the thought of separation from my friends was scary. And honestly, yeah. the, one of the big reasons why I was able to get through that was a couple of things. It was because I was, I went down the crazy path of like working out every day. I just forced myself cause I stopped working out seriously at that time. I might've worked out, I don't know, twice a week or something mm -hmm. like that. And then take five days off. That's not good. Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't need five days off. And I wasn't working. 
and another memory. This I'm, I apologize because my brain was really fogged up during this time, and I'm just starting to see all these things pop up now that we're talking about it. Another thing that another memory that I remember was my mother. I was going to go into the unemployment food stamp line. Food stamp line. I had no job, no income. And I told my mom, you know what, mom, I'm going to go get food stamps. And she had this glaring look at me like, what do you think you're doing? I said, what? I, 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 don't, I, I don't have a job and you know, I'm going to go game the system, right? Because my friends were doing that. Mm -hmm. They were getting high. They were gaming the system. They were going surfing. Life was good. So I was like, you know what, mom, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get some food stamps. We can all use the food stamps together. She was like, son, that's for people who really need it. You're a young, able body. You know, what are you doing? You're nine, uh, 20 years old at the time. You can work, you can do something, you don't need. And she eventually told me that I didn't need handouts. She was like, we did not come to this country to get handouts and right there I just felt the conviction and the seriousness in her voice and she started crying she was like please we did not come to this country to get handouts you know we, we, we will do it if we absolutely need to but we are not in an absolute dire situation where we're starving and we're dying you know we're, we're not it's not that bad mm -hmm. so and she told me that once I started the food stamps and the easy choices that I would get addicted to the easier choices yeah. and I would not I would actually just go away from the harder disciplined path and that was a big turning point for me too or for her telling me that and then also also I had a realization after you know my friends and everything my I joke about this, but this is really serious. My fiance girlfriend at the time, Jody, she told me that she needed some she needed me to like step it up. Yeah. Because imagine I'm playing video games and getting high every day and waking up at the crack of noon. I'm waking up at noon every day, mm -hmm. not doing anything with my life. And at the same time I'm all down and depressed and all that. And we weren't sure what we we're going to do. If we're going to move to Oahu, if we're going to live in Seattle, all of these big life choices. And here I was super indecisive, depressed and yeah. sad and lost and addicted. And the thought of the thought of losing her combined with my parents saying they were going to disown me if I kept following this path. Pretty the tough. <laughs> back was against the wall, uh -huh. right? Because I had no money, mm -hmm. no job. Remember, I just left my friends. I don't have any friends now. I left that circle. And the only support group, Jody and my parents, because I don't have family here or blood family here. I have a bunch of, uh, now I have family here, but uh, it was just my mom, dad, and Jody at that time at 20 years old and for them to all say that they're going to leave and disown me 
Paul, man. That was that that was a big wake up point for me. Of you know what, I gotta figure this thing out. I gotta take responsibility for my life. I need to stop blaming other people. I need to stop blaming the president. I need to stop blaming the mayor. I need to stop blaming my past. I need to stop blaming the fact that you know we might have had a harder life or whatever it is. I was just blaming, blaming, blaming. And I finally realized I was blaming everybody but myself. Mm-hmm. You know, blaming everybody but myself. That was a turning point. That I knew I had to step up and be responsible. Responsible just means what is your response? What is your ability to respond? Responsibility. And how are you going to respond to this situation? And so I remember to this day, I threw it away. I threw away the bag that I had. I just threw it away. And then I, I just like monomaniacally just focused on just working out and training jujitsu at that time. Every day, every day, every day, just do something. Get myself so tired and needed to get another high exercise or something. I needed to get, mm. do something to replace that lull in my life. Yeah, yeah. So it's like replacing a bad habit with a good habit. That was great. And I'm sure other people who've been through different things have done different things too. But for me, the exercise was that path. Some people, they say it's like hunting. Some people, it's hiking. Some people, it's surfing. For me, it was working out and training martial arts and jiu-jitsu. That was the big thing for me. Slowly getting off of, uh, getting off of the addictive things. And it really wasn't, it took maybe wow four months and that's how you know it was really bad because up until about four months i had thoughts of oh man like it would be so nice right now to just get high mm-hmm. you know and that's how i knew i had my body was so soaked up in it wow. because it was it was everyday use twice a day oh my god sometimes three times a day for i think it was a year and a half two years that's a lot and i remember sometimes i'd freak myself out and get super anxious i thought i was gonna die a couple times and and you know all of these situations were just not good but really i think the turning point was the people closest to me telling me that they were gonna disown or leave me or you know, those things and made me realize what was really important to me. And so if you're listening to this and you're maybe somebody, maybe it's not you personally, but it's maybe somebody, you know, that you're having a dark time. Maybe you feel like nobody understands you. Maybe you feel like it's just really painful right now. It's okay. Because as much as I like the sun, as much as I like the sun, rain is necessary for growth. The clouds and the darkness is necessary for growth. Remember, because too much sun, it kills things. Drought. Yeah. Right? 
So the rain and the hard times is the price to getting better at anything, right? Because the muscles hurt when you first work out. The brain hurts when we start studying sometimes. But what happens when we're consistently doing it, our muscles no longer hurt from working out. Our brain no longer hurts from studying. And a whole bunch of other things I could connect that analogy to. And don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dreams, no matter what people say. And the words that we tell ourselves when we are on that dark train, it's not really your words or my words. It's words that somebody else put in our heads. Words that somebody else must have told us. Because no, none of us are born as a child with negative limiting thoughts of, oh, I can't do this, I can't do it. No, as kids and children, we're running around thinking we're invincible. Yeah, that's true. And gradually, oh, you can't do that. Who do you think you are, man? Like, there's no way you're going to become, mm -hmm. no way, man. You're never going to make it to the big leagues in football or baseball or sports or you know, just give up, give that up, man. You, you're just going to be full of disappointment. I've had lots of people tell me things about don't start the business, you know, fitness, don't do it. So many people have tried. I mean, I've heard so many things. And oftentimes when we do, when we are in a good state of mind, it's easy to be like, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're good. We're good to go. But when we're in a bad state of mind, we're feeling beat up, we're undersleeping, we're, you know, all these things, those things can start creeping up. Yeah. And the other thing is when I have bad days, I don't even call them bad days anymore. Mm -hmm. In my brain, I flip them to thinking that they are character deepening days. Wow. So, and that's why I like to journal those days. Mm -hmm. Those I don't call them bad anymore. Those difficult, dark days are like the fertilizer, the rain to make the future grow. Character deepening days because I'm actually really thankful for all of the hard and difficult things in my life because without them, we wouldn't be who we are now. And just whatever it is, if you feel like you're stuck on a wall in life in your relationships with people at work maybe it's your health it's your kids career whatever it is don't give up keep going up and you gotta just keep rising up day in and day out and that's what i would say for that's what i would say for that just keep going. Don't give up. Just keep Just going. going. Don't keep up. going. Keep going. <sighs> yeah. Don't give up. Wow. Guys, if you are enjoying this podcast, this episode, please share this. Please subscribe to us. Check us out on YouTube. If you are on YouTube already, subscribe <laughs> and you know what dad said please share this guys because 
If you think that this can help just one person, maybe it's that one friend, coworker, family member, someone in our community that may benefit from this, please. It is our duty and responsibility to share this. So, you know, with that said, I mean, there's so much things happening in today. And Serene, was there uh, anything uh, you want to share or anything? Uh, also, yep. you could give us comments and suggestions. We always take comments and suggestions from you guys. We really appreciate you guys giving us feedback and then appreciate changing everything so we could give you guys more better content in the future. So keep us updated with that if you want to. And anything else? No. You know what? Just keep going. And whenever the, whenever the easier choices arrive, take the hard choice, take the stairs, park farther, do the little things that are more difficult so that when the big things, when the rainstorm happens, the hurricanes come, you're ready. That's the podcast, guys. Please check us out. Follow us on social media. Justin Yanagita, Serene Morales. Check us out. And please send us your questions and comments and leave some comments about what you think we should talk about in our next podcast. We'd love to hear your questions, thoughts. And thank you for listening, watching, supporting 20 episodes. This is crazy that we even got to 20 episodes. And we're just going to keep moving forward as well, too, regardless of the difficult times of this podcast as well. And maybe we'll do that in the next episode, the challenges of podcasts or whatever is going on and <laughs> uh-huh. balancing six different things. And Anyway, that's the podcast. Please share, subscribe. We will see you guys in the next episode. Love you guys. See ya.